it. We're uh, at 3.11. We're starting episode 308 of No Laugh Track Podcast. This is, uh, this is a Wednesday, a little early this week, because... Um, there was a big thing here at Acme last night, the Funniest Person Contest. I have the headliner here and the winner of the contest, Brian Miller. I did not win the contest. It was a, we, have the, we have the headliner, comma, and the winner of the contest, <laughs> not the headliner and the winner of the contest. It'd be weird if I won the contest. <laughs> it happens that fast. No. <laughs> I'm on a rocket ship to the moon. This is, I will say, this is the first time that I've ever had a guest on that I had to uh, look up his last name in uh, a Star Tribune article about him. I didn't know Aiden oh, Mc- yeah. McCloskey. 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 I didn't yeah. know your last name. Oh, no. But did any of us? I don't know. I did. No. From oh, last night. Um, All right. We'll look up a Star Tribune article about what? Uh, about winning the, oh, the contest. Oh, from last night. Yeah. Oh, did Neil Justin write a thing up? Probably. I can't remember. Oh, you got to learn these name. names. you got to know what bread to yeah. butter. No, Neil's <laughs> yeah. a great dude. Exactly. And I think Patrick Strait probably did one for City he, Pages. He certainly too, right? did one that was yeah, even I did more detail. Yep. That was the one I shared on uh, Facebook. I'm not much of a Facebook guy, but that was one that I decided I would share. Nice. R- right on. So I want to set the scene here. Uh, I've never. I've been doing this podcast. This is you know over. This is episode three hundred and eight, and I've never had the contest winner on the day after no? the show. Cool. So this is a new thing. I'm hoping to do this as long as I keep doing the show. I want to keep doing this. So as a little bonus. So congrats, man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate. That. Uh, I don't know. I have a lot of questions about the uh, the young man. How about you, Brian? Not really, but I'll follow suit. <laughs> I'm here about me, but like I'll be okay if you talk to him a little bit. That's kind of where I'm standing on this. <laughs> First of all, for some perspective, I think Brian mentioned last night that you did the contest years Yeah, I did the contest ago. in 2000. So, it's, yeah, it's crazy. So today is the exact 10-year anniversary of the first time I did stand-up at Grumpy's downtown. And so then I probably would have done Acme like two or three weeks after that Okay, for the first time. And then I, so I did the contest the next year, which would have been 2009. Yeah. So, yeah, I got fourth place in the contest in 2009. And then... I just didn't do it the next year, but I don't think I've been hired here yet. I just didn't do it because um, I'd already been paid uh, to do some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I then got hired the, that year because Chris Knutson won it the year after me, and Abshire got second place, and then Abshire and I, I both got hired with Trevor. Yeah. Uh, who was working last night as well. Who was working last night as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiden. Yeah. When did you start comedy? You just won a contest and a thousand dollars, man. Yeah, uh, I started comedy about oh, in it was February twenty third. I started comedy. Wow, I thought yeah. you were gonna say February and then a year. No, <laughs> wow, wow. So six months basically. Yeah, about wow. Yeah. What so, in the world? What made you like? What was the impetus for starting? Uh, really, what had started it was I had looked up to comedians growing up but never really gave a whole lot of thought of actually performing myself um, until I started college and realized that I absolutely hate <laughs> participating <laughs> in the real world. So I thought maybe... That's a great reason. Yeah. Wow. It, it took you one... How much college did you go? Did you attend? I went for a year and both unsuccessfully, like wasted $2,000 because I failed all of my classes. Well, you just earned half of it back. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> yeah, look at that. There you go. Uh, be sure and tell your parents that right away that you just earned half of it back. Don't tell yeah. them; they'll take it. Actually, they have no idea. What do you mean? They have I, no I, idea? I pulled it off. Like I was like, yeah. Uh. Wait, which part? 
<laughs> failing and everything. Oh. Got away with it entirely. Oh, yeah. well, nicely done. They know about the, did they know you won the contest? Yep, now they do. Okay, but they weren't so. here last night. No. Did you did you bring a lot of people last night? No, I didn't bring. I love that. Yeah, I, I didn't. I bring do really. Yeah. Anybody with me because I had heard from the beginning. It's like, oh, if you bring people, you're gonna win because they're all laughing. They're in your corner. I was like, that's not fair. So I wanted to do it my way, not bring anybody and win independently so that I can say that I did it all by myself. Justin, they call that big dick energy. Holy <laughs> shit, this guy. What the fuck? But it is true. That, uh, and, and some contests are more um, stuff the ballot box a little bit. Like if the audience response is weighed heavier, it's a factor in this one, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you saw how uh, you know us judges grade you, but one no. of them is audience uh, reaction, right? Yep. Was, yeah, audience reaction, and I'll—I don't remember his name. It doesn't probably really matter. But there was a guy in the contest last night that clearly had the most uh, crowd support. Like, yep, people, he was also funny. Oh, yeah. People knew. Yeah, he was also oh funny. yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody was good, but you could tell somebody. Had, you know, there were some people had a few more people, in and the that's audience. every contest. Mm-hmm. They say five names, and there's mm-hmm. always like two names. You know, the, it's like you can always tell when, like, the person at a graduation, it's the first person from a family to graduate <laughs> high school. Right, Because right. people just lose their damn minds. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, man, people are really excited. And, the, you know, the fifth sibling of a Catholic family, and they're all in college, is like polite clapping. You know, nobody <laughs> nobody cares about that kid. Now, Aiden, I saw, I, I looked at one of the articles about you today, these fresh articles about you winning. And you're, oh, actually, I got your phone number last night, and you mm-hmm. gave me the area code. I'm like, where what? Yeah. Not 651 or 612. It was... You're a Wisconsin guy, right? Yeah, I'm from a really small town in Wisconsin. It's called Galesville. There's about 1,400 people in it. Uh, the closest city I'm to is La Crosse. I'm about 30 miles away from there. Okay. So it's quite a drive to get here. <laughs> so you're still living there? Yeah, I live with my parents. Actually, in their basement, so the epitome of... <laughs> well, when you're 19, then it's okay. Yeah. Or 20, what are you, 19, 20? 19. 19, yeah. So living in your parents' basement is not quite the stain on your character <laughs> yeah. that it is at, at yeah. 29. Don't, don't worry about that, man. You yeah. just want a comedy contest. You're, yeah. doing, you're doing well. So how far of a drive is that from there to here? Uh, last night with the rain, it took me a little over three hours. But... What in the hell? Love that dedication. So you must are you staying you must be staying with a friend or something locally? Did you sleep in your car? How are you here right now? You didn't I, uh, drive another three hours to come no, back here. I got a hotel room last night. I figured if I won, I got the money for it now. So Oh, I love Wait it. Wait a minute. Yeah. So you there was a chance you were just gonna head home last night? If, yeah. Oh sure. I I, yeah. I think that's a smart way to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look so. at that. But then if you win, why why not? Exactly. Treat yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. Did you get any like hookers or booze or anything fun? Uh, I smoked weed by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we're we're gonna get along. You yeah. might how old are you? How old am I? I mean, you might be my child. <laughs> Dude. It's, it's very possible. Uh oh, do you, man, do you, you need- could be. Damn. Do you need me or Brian to buy you some alcohol after the... Hey, Justin, that it's being be recorded. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're committing to him. I'm only encouraging him to commit illegal acts by himself. I am not soliciting or participating in any such acts. <laughs> this is all satire. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Don't take any of this seriously at all. Um, wow. <laughs> that, that's so awesome. So how... You've blown all of the one... You spent all the 1,000 already? Is that no, what you want to tell us? No, not yet. Um... I spent about 300 of it last night. So Had a good night? Yeah, yeah I did. That is so awesome. Yep. <laughs> I got up to my hotel room, got pretty stoned, ordered a pizza, and I don't think they like it when pizza men walk into the... Uh, uh, the lobby of an upscale hotel, <laughs> but even better. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. Thanks. Good for you. you so you basically had the Macaulay Culkin Lost in New York, Home Alone two 
dream exactly. last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the, that's a great analogy. Uh, I'm a professional analogizer. Yes, you are. That's very good. That's very good. Um, <laughs> is the, does the celebration to continue when you head back home then, or? Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably use the rest of that money on more of it and get some friends together. So. <laughs> Get stoned in your parents' basement. So yeah, basically, pretty much. <laughs> so I'm curious. Now, Brian's not uh, from Minnesota originally either. Did you have? Did you invite people? Like, I mean, sure, there was no family here when you were in the finals. My in-laws of the contest. live here. Yeah, I know my in-laws definitely came to the finals. They probably came to all of them, but they definitely came to the finals. My wife. That's probably about it. And then now, at the course of the time. You know, I was brand new, and so all the open micers that you're friends with, uh, were everybody came out. Yeah. So, you know, all my friends were here, too, but they were also friends with all the other contestants. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I didn't win, so it wasn't a big concern. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, then, like, for you, I mean, if, even if you wanted to invite a lot of people, do you have a lot of friends locally here? Oh, no. No? I mean, there's some that I've met going through Rochester's open mic. Okay. But even that felt wrong to me, inviting more people and because I figure the audience reaction if they're strangers it feels better to know that you've accomplished something and not I like it yeah and it is true and that's such a like you can feel the the and, and the, by the the guy who brought people he was funny so like he they didn't have to pity laugh that guy was actually funny. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, but yeah I've yeah. been in contests where you can feel you can feel some of the audience like trying to laugh at their their mm-hmm. friend and like just really like leaning into it because they're just like yeah come on Ted <laughs> yeah, you seem right? so funny at the office Ted you know <laughs> and there's like thirty people like, I always recommend to people to just generally don't bring people when you start comedy treat it like a shameful secret yeah. hide it from everybody just do it for a while because if you bring people out early on and then they'll see you and then you know you're never as good at the beginning as you get and then so then it like. It, they had that image of you in their head, yeah. and then you try to come get them to come out. Like I'm doing a half hour, and they're like, "Oh, girl, a half hour, Jesus!" <laughs> yeah. and like, no, it's different now, you know. So besides coming here on a couple, you come here on Mondays for open mic. Uh, when I can, I mean, it's hard to know because it's it's not a definitive answer whether or not you get on, but mm-hmm. you have to be here. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to commit to driving three hours to not go on you know what i mean what do you so. see the answer is move to the twin cities that's what everybody's told me yeah. <laughs> you really how many times, no, yo, really you should move to the twin how many cities. times have you been told that in the last 24 hours uh, in the last 24 hours uh three times yeah. including the pizza guy <laughs> 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 do you think do you think that's something you'll do or are you going to just going to go straight to new york los angeles <laughs> oh i'd be eaten alive um <laughs> Probably would like to move here because I've got some family that lives up here, so it would make it easier surviving on my own in that way. But mm-hmm. you can get a you can get a job and a comedy roommate easy. There's always houses. There's just a bunch of dirtbag comics, and there's always people going in and out. Somebody gets a girlfriend or a boyfriend, or them, you know whatever. So there's always a place you can get a room for a few hundred bucks. But there's a lot of stage time to be had yeah. in the Twin Cities. So yeah, I'm curious about that. So living in you know, three hours from here in Wisconsin, 30 minutes north of La Crosse. Where's your stage time? Uh, I usually have to drive about an hour and a half to Rochester to get on stage. Okay. Um, How far is Madison from you? Uh, two and a half. Okay. Madison's great, too. Is it? Oh, yeah. Ma- that club in Madison is incredible. I've the, heard that before. Yeah. this yeah. Well, It's, it's my, probably my second favorite club after this one. Um, it's, it's fantastic. It's really well run. Great audiences. You should definitely do that. But I think it'd be better to move here just because there's so much more total stage time mm-hmm. in Minneapolis and St. Paul than there is in Madison. But Madison's a pretty surprisingly good comedy town hmm. for a fairly small town. 
Nick, Nick Hart was just on Conan. Jeff Asmus is doing real well. Um, Brian Morris is real funny. Mm-hmm. What I'm uh, Stacy Kulo. So now, so with having you two in front of me here, somebody who's been in comedy for what t- ten years? Like ten years? Yeah, I can officially say ten, ten years. years. Yeah, yeah, almost to the day or to the day. Yeah, yeah. and six months. D- did anybody pull you aside when you were five, six months in? Give you any advice? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Lots of people. Very helpful. What was the what were what was the good advice you got? But um, I mean, mostly you know, a lot of the best advice you get is kind of generic, but it's because it's just true. Like you should be getting up at every mic you can. You should go up X number of times a night. You should, you know, probably some of the better advice I got from some other Acme. I, I was, didn't work at Acme at the time, but like Eric Allen and Tommy Ryman and and those guys was like work a lot of places, but always keep in mind where you want to work, like. You can get a lot of road gigs earlier on, but then you, you can start writing for those like one night or bar audiences, and you can start writing yourself into kind of a dumber corner. They're like, you can still do that stuff, but don't do it too much. Don't do it too early. And always remember, keep in mind, what who do you want to be telling comedy for? Not like, I only want to tell comedy for 30-year-old white males like myself. <laughs> not, not like that, but like, you know, do you want to be the dick joke guy or do you want to do something interesting? Do you want to be more like, you know, whoever is your hero, Bill Burr, John Mulaney, Maria Bamford? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, Maria Bamford didn't get that way by just writing all the dick jokes she could to suffer through <laughs> some bar gigs. Yeah. You know, she had to go into good places and get in front of good good crowds. Yeah. So that was a good advice, was to not kind of take some of the early money. Um, it's all there. It'll all be there for you. Sure. Are you and paying you, attention, Aiden? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can Soaking get good. When, when you get good, then you can go do those road rooms, and you can probably make it work anyway with your regular act, because you're good now. Yeah. But when you're new, and it's like, it's like you could choose the path, and you start choosing that easy path. You're like, oh, man, they really like it when I talk about dicks. <laughs> and they really like it when I talk about millennials being lazy or whatever. Pick your kind of hacky, easy topic. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the stuff that will get a pop laugh on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a dangerous – it's a Faustian bargain, Whoa. as they say. Yeah. In the Faust business. Yeah. Did uh, – uh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, so you turned 20 this year? I will. Yeah. You will. I'll God. turn twenty in December. So. I I looked up some th- nineteen ninety eight. Yep. You were born. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, you could definitely be my kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked back at some of the things that happened in nineteen ninety eight, Brian. You don't know a girl named Aaron, do you? Like, <laughs> your mom named Aaron because <laughs> I'd feel like, I'd have to disqualify my judging from last night. <laughs> That's my boy. I'm rooting for my boy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I mean, let's be honest. I, yeah, I do have like uh, people my age, people are graduated from high school that have kids older than you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm friends with kids a little older than you. Uh huh. <laughs> but I'm also friends with people about your age too. So. Sweet, Ben. You, you wouldn't be the youngest comic in Minneapolis. Um, I think the youngest comic that I can think of is this kid, Ben Rosenberg. Um, he's been coming to my open mic on Tuesdays. Uh, he's 15. He can't even drive oh, really? himself. His mom has to drive him. What? Yeah. Yeah. He's real young. Yeah. So compared to him, you're ancient. Yeah. <laughs> you look like ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that, Brian. About you, you run an open mic? Yeah, I run an open mic every Tuesday at Eric the Red, right downtown by the stadium there. It's called Red Menace. It's funny. So we just we just needed a name, and so I thought Red Menace would be fun. And so all the posters, everything's communist-themed, like 50s communist Red Scare yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the, kind of the running gag is that, like, we are the, the state, and, the, like, the, the you know, I'm the dictator or whatever. Uh-huh. And somebody was telling Corey Adam, and Corey won't tell me who this was, so I must know them. They were like, man, Miller's really going off the deep end. What's up with that guy? <laughs> and Corey's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, he's running that communist thing, and you 
have to be a communist to do it? And he's like, Dull. and Corey's like, it's a joke, you dumb shit. Oh <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's just an open mic. It's a regular open mic. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, no, it's not a communist open mic. Although, everybody gets the same amount of time, so maybe it is. Hey. <laughs> and all the money goes to me. So, Wait yeah, it is a, a communist second. open mic. I'm the Putin of the open Wait mic. Wait <laughs> a second. Do you perform shirtless? Uh, Ooh, well, Putin, I might have back. to start. I might have to start. Shirtless Ooh. on a horse. I don't know. We're going to have to get clearance for the horse. It's not that tall of a room, you know? We'll have to do it outside. Uh, say it's a um, uh, support animal. Ooh, my emotional support horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I can get one of those, the Sansuber ponies. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bob's got a lot of spare ponies laying around. I, uh, I don't... I said said this a few months ago on the podcast that uh, my job, you know, at U.S. Bank Stadium, mm-hmm. um, we had to do a little rehire thing. They handed us this booklet, and it had all the policies of the stadium, including their support animal policy. They allow dogs and small ponies. <laughs> In, so you could show up to a Vikings game with a small pony. Like a Shetland pony, I assume? I, I mean, I don't know exactly what a small pony is, but... Wow. Yeah. Small pony. What about birds? Can I have an emotional support bird? <laughs> my emotional support fish, like in What About Bob, around my neck? The first emotional support animal, Gil. The Bill Murray movie. Oh, Richard yeah. Dreyfuss, he has Gil, and he talks to Gil? Yes. He invented the emotional support animal. You're right. No one Aiden, that. do you know the movie What About Bob? I don't. Of course not. You were not alive when it was made. You should watch it, though. It's a great movie. Bill Murray, he won't leave his psychiatrist alone at his vacation home. It's very funny. Do you know who Bill Murray is? I do know yeah. who Bill Murray is. You do, you do know yeah. Murray. He's a man of the world, Justin. Okay. I, I looked up some things that happened in 1998, Ooh. the year our guy Aiden was born. Phil Hartman, dead. Oh, tragic. Yeah. Still one of the big comedy losses, I think. Do you know who Phil Hartman is, Aiden? Rings a bell, but I don't know. R- rings a bell? Yeah. There's a prize involved in this. There's, there's <laughs> he already won a prize. He don't need more prizes. He's just going to blow it on hotels and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> And weed, possibly. Mm. Although that's not blowing it, right? Well, it literally is, kind of. <laughs> hey yo, <coughs> hey yo! The last episode of Seinfeld was oh. 1998. Okay, I watched Seinfeld. Weird. Yeah, are you a fan? Oh yeah. A lot of I find a, a lot of younger comics really don't like Seinfeld, and I think it's what? because it was. I think it's because it was. The, the standard of comedy. It was the big show. It was mm-hmm. like the show that a lot of people's parents watched, and so like nobody wants to like the show their parents like. You know, yeah. there's, I think a lot of like knee jerk like that show sucks because my parents always told me it was so funny. It started of off that way for me, but then I saw the Soup Nazi. And yeah, that was my favorite episode oh, by I far. Love that show. So. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Uh, who have you seen perform comedy live, Aiden? Have you gone to some shows? Yeah, I've seen quite a few people because, like I said, I grew up watching it and uh i recently last year or two years ago went to see mark Marin in madison and then i saw uh jim norton perform and uh oh who else cy amundsen i did see cy amundsen yeah now there's those he'll be mad if i don't plug <laughs> i know you were there <laughs> oh that's right mark Marin, by the way who will be at this club tomorrow yeah. night through uh saturday Tickets not available. Tickets not available. Ironically, for a guy whose album recorded here was called Tickets Still Available. That's right. <laughs> no longer tickets available for no. Mark Marin. Uh-uh. One more night to see Brian headline here, though. Tickets still available. Not that many, though. Good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, it's Insider Night, but, you know, we'll call it the Brian effect. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they heard about all my analogies. <laughs> they came running. <laughs> oh, you know what? Speaking of that, let's mention quickly about that Insider thing. For people who don't, who haven't signed up for that, that's how you get... 
you get free tickets to shows. Oh yeah, not a lot, not I, every show, but once a month maybe. Once or? a month, you get you can go to Insider, you can get sign up for the Insider Night uh, Wednesday. A lot of times they'll add a bonus Insider Night mm-hmm. here or there, and then I believe with the birthday, I haven't done all this since I was an MC and used to have to uh, reel all this off. Yeah, uh, I think with the Birthday Club, you get free tickets to any show the month of your birthday. Yeah. That's that's a pretty sweet deal for think, for for giving the uh, the uh, club your email address. That's it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would if I didn't work here, I would hundred percent be a member of the Insider. Thing. I mean, I don't really need to. I can just come here. Right. But I would. Yeah, it's the best deal in town, for sure. For sure. Uh, Aiden, if you if let's say a spot opened up and they're like, hey, you can do fifteen minutes here tonight at Acme, would you be able to do fifteen minutes? Uh, not unless I was able to talk about my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily that's not off the uh, table, but (laughs) that's a good answer. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a good answer. (laughs) You know what that reminds me of, Brian? Uh, The last time when you did uh, Crash and Burn Mm -hmm. and had the... (laughs) Oh, the emergency backup dick jokes. Emily did not like that. I think Emily thought that was cheating. (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, she did not like the backup dick joke thing, which I didn't do over the weekend. And also, as I recall, I think they were pretty good dick jokes. Mm hmm. <laughs> hey, I want to take you to task on your um, Minnesota State Fair comments, Brian. Oh, yeah. So yeah. That was unpopular. Good. <laughs> I'm going to say this as someone, me, born and raised in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I have the ultimate perspective on the Minnesota State Fair. You, as a mover inner, I would argue quite the opposite. I would argue you have no perspective. That's all tied up, tied up in childhood nostalgia, whereas I can see the fair clearly for what it is. As a happily transplanted Minnesotan, but one not more to the traditions from a really young age. You're actually right. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and I was thinking about this on the way over here. I don't like the long lines. I don't like how prices have gone up uh, for food, for admission. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like any of that stuff. However, I, there's not a year where I won't go. And that's fair. And um, I don't, I'm not one of those people who like, no pun intended, fair. Uh, I'm not one of those people who like, I'm glad other people like it. Go, everyone, go, have fun. I'm just not going to be there with you. They set an attendance record again this year. Despite Over two my personal boycott. Despite <laughs> your tweet. Despite my tweet, which got like 30 likes. <laughs> Actually, it was like 40. But um, yeah, no, I, I just, I just, I, I don't enjoy it. My real new rule is I won't go to the fair unless I'm paid to do so. I, you just beat me to my question. I was going to say, what, hap- what happens if you get offered the grandstand totally. gig? Yeah. I'll go. I, I would never go to any casino under any circumstance unless you pay me to do a comedy show there. I'll show right up. Fair enough. But if you're not paying me, I ain't going. Uh huh. Minnesota State Fair ever been, Aiden? I have. We, uh, My girlfriend and I considered going this year, but it's just not something we got around. I, got, I woke up too hungover that day and turned <laughs> out it was the end of the fair, so... There you go. Should, should we do a 23 and Me? Or? I was going to say, you're living a rough life over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> like an aged rock star. <laughs> is, I'm assuming this is your first podcast ever? No? Yeah, yes? Good. Is. Good, good, good. This, I, do I have the record for most no lap tracks? Mm, I don't think so. Who, I think you're super close, though. Who would be number? I think Slagle might be Slagle? ahead of you. Oh, because he does Crash and Burn and his own week. Yep. Uh, uh, just here, what, a week, two weeks? Yeah, I didn't get to see him. Two weeks ago. I was out of town. Added another one two weeks ago. Yeah, damn, it is Slagle. I'm sure of it. I think so. I think it's Slagle. I'll get him. I'm just going to start showing up at random ones just to beat his record. <laughs> well, if we counted the amount of times Cy Amundsen has popped in, just like stuck his head through the curtain here, he mm. would have the... Uh, damn, he'd have some I'm really sort slipping. Of, he's had some sort of record. Uh, Aiden, what... So, 
this thing's got to work out, right? Comedy's got to work out. This has got to be it, right? <laughs> no pressure. <anything. laughs> I mean, I really... What are you going to fall back on? Oh. I'm kidding. You don't have to. <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, right now, I don't have a fallback. No, you don't. You don't, you don't need it. Right now. You're 19, man. You don't yeah. need anything to fall back on. Are you doing... But I do... I'm curious. Are you doing... Uh, what else are you doing with your time right now besides going to open mics and winning contests? Uh, a lot of the time is just spent doing nothing, like <laughs> spending a lot of time twiddling my thumbs or, uh, I mean, I'm open to taking classes again, just at the chance this doesn't work out, you know? But sure, okay. That might be the fallback, the 40-year-old guy who goes back to school. There's a movie about there. that called Back to School that you definitely haven't seen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you don't need a fallback. You're fine. You can start college under 23. Nobody cares. No. Yeah, for sure. Move here, get a job, start doing comedy. For sure. Are you, do you have but a you job? won't make any money at it for like a year anyway, so <laughs> just be ready for that. Now, Brian does tons of comedy, but also has some you know part-time, you would say, jobs, right? Yeah. I just I, I sort of consider myself a writer, and comedy is just part of that kind of spectrum. Sure. There you go. I mean, not that there's not more to it, there's the whole talking part of it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I write jokes for people that I don't tell, you know, football jokes. I write corporate. I just punched up a big corporate speech for a multimillionaire in Atlanta. What? Yeah, I do like weird corporate writing stuff. I wrote a Shark Tank pitch for somebody that I can't. I can't say what it is until after it airs on Shark Tank. But it's going to be interesting. I, uh, huh? A yeah. Shark Tank <laughs> pitch? Yeah, you know when people go on Shark Tank and they have to kind of give their spiel about their business, and they someone hired a comedian to do uh-huh. that. Yeah, they hired they hired me to punch it up. Get out of here. Yeah. I, I write a lot of weird stuff. I wrote that article about the opera singer for the Star Tribune. How? Which I believe your uh, lady was very uh, complimentary about. Oh, yeah. I believe your, uh, your wife yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sent me a very nice message about that. How, how, are you, how are you getting these gigs? I'm asking for Aiden so he can start making money uh, writing for uh, Connections to some people in Atlanta. Um, a guy that I know that has like a corporate writing business and it keeps kind of expanding. There's a lot of weird opportunities out there. Um, my friend Lisa Correo, who's a great comic out of Florida and a really good writer, she's really into astronauts and NASA, like science stuff, you know? And so they kind of, that kind of got around. She would host these panels at these like conventions and stuff. And so at some point, Lisa was, uh, NASA commissioned Lisa to do a set to send to the astronauts. So they hired her to write astronaut jokes so astronauts could watch the astronaut jokes. What? How cool is that? That's awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot of weird things out there. I don't know if I'm technically supposed to reveal that. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. If I wasn't, I mean, I'm not breaking NASA code or anything. But <laughs> do you? I've recently listened to an episode of Thought Spiral, the podcast. Oh, Kindler and Weinstein. Kindler and Weinstein. Yes, and it was a, It was the one that was right after Just for Laughs. Andy did his speech. Mm-hmm. Josh helps with a lot of the writing, and he was like being very honest and going, "Look, you know, I I do get a little frustrated when you get." these huge laughs or the jokes that I wrote for you are getting the attention and people don't know it's me that wrote it. Do you never bothers me. Never bothers any you. capacity whatsoever at all. No. Okay. It doesn't bother me. I don't know. I just, I don't know. There's just jokes. You just write more. Okay. There's always more jokes. That's the only part that it's not easy, but there's always more jokes. And I, I would never give somebody something that was like really super personal, you know, mm-hmm. for me. Mm hmm. So that's the stuff I want to talk about. Like with this, I talk about the stuff I really want to talk about on stage, and everything else is just like, yeah, it's fodder. It's, it's jokes. Sure. Football information goes in. Jokes come out. Or some corporate guy, you know, he's a real estate broker, so real estate comes in. Real estate jokes come out. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. I hope they do well. Now, 
Uh, when do you do you know when the Shark Tank episode? Uh, I have a range. I, I've been given a range. Yep, like, I don't I mean, think they know when okay. it is. The next season, obviously. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I, my part of it is super done. I'm not like an ongoing part of the team or whatever. Right, I just right. Wanted some punch up for their pitch. Um, but I, I do want to watch it because I think it's going to be kind of funny, and I suggested some weird visual stuff. I want to see if they, they pick up on. Oh, I can't wait for you to tell me off the mic. What it is. I will. I will tell you off the mic. What it is. I did. I did. I wrote a. This, the, I got the speech for the uh, the rich guy that I helped work on. I don't know. I got the impression that he was like maybe not loved by his colleagues, <laughs> and that maybe he was sort of. I mean, he was like the richest guy in the business, and you know, he's kind of the the villain or whatever. And I got the impression from the notes that he was maybe. Maybe a little, you know, he was pretty high on himself. So the opening line that I wrote for him, I don't, I don't know if he'll use it, but I was pretty happy with this, which is, uh, look, I know a lot of you out there are looking to see me fail, but I also know there's a lot of you out there who are hoping to see me crushed by a falling stage light. <laughs> <laughs> so will you be able to, when this speech is, will you be able to, nah. no, not, I never see most of it. You never see it. I never, yeah, I just, it all just goes out. I don't usually like, I never hear the Bob and Tom segment um, that I write for. Um, because Taki does it as a separate podcast, Quick Snaps, the podcast, the shirt I'm wearing yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I always, I, I do always listen to the podcast version of it, just because we don't get Bob and Tom here. But I listen to the Quick Snaps podcast, and I always fast forward to see which jokes he tells and, you know, how they do. Okay, kind of. Yeah. But I'm never like, I'm never like, oh, because Taki crushed with that one. I'm too mad. I'm always like, oh, sweet. You know, I don't know. To me, it's like you want your. You want your joke to do well. Like, if somebody else gets a huge laugh with your joke, it means hey, they're good at telling jokes and your joke is good. So mm-hmm. it's a compliment. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. feel like it's like, ah, that should have been mine. Like, no, you got paid for it, man. Send it away. Damn right. I, um, just, Aiden, did we, your first night on a stage? How did that, how did it happen? First time you ever told jokes on, on, on a mic? Oh, that's a weird story. So, uh, leading up to it, I didn't want to tell anybody, but I've got a friend who, he and I have written jokes together, uh, just never performed them or thought that we would or I would. And um, I was like, hey, I noticed that there's an open mic in Winona. You want to come with me? So I didn't tell any of my family members. I didn't tell my girlfriend. I was like, I actually lied and told her that we're going to go out and probably smoke weed. And she was more okay with that than knowing that I would be out doing I'm just going to go have sex with some other girls that you don't know. It's not <laughs> a big deal. And, uh... Covered it. <laughs> yeah. So I went there, and I had a whole set prepared and what I thought memorized. And then as soon as I got up there, I don't remember any of it. Right. Was it just like a blur? Yep. And it just went so fast. But people were laughing. I, I don't remember what I said, but... Okay. Did you record it? Funny. No. No. And uh, I got back and told my girlfriend that I was actually out doing comedy, and then she slapped me, and she said, you lied to me. <laughs> so <laughs> that was my first time doing comedy. Wow. Snap back to reality with that. Literally, yeah. yeah. How many times do you think you've been on stage in total? Oh, I was keeping track, but sure. now it's gotten to the point where I go to Goonies Open Mic in Rochester every Thursday, and then I've done some shows where people have asked me last minute if I would come on and so 50 
Yeah, probably. See, I kept track for the first three years. Oh, really? With a notebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept track. And I think I, I, I was keeping the numbers up until I was in like the 200s. Oh. Like every year. Yeah. And then at one point I was just like, okay. I think I stopped keeping track when I was starting to get a lot longer sets. And so I was like doing slightly fewer, but I was mm-hmm. doing more stage time. And then I was like, well, I don't know now that like the hash marks are as meaningful. But I think for the first couple of years, every time you can get a chance to literally like doing longer sets is cool. But like they say your name, you have to introduce yourself to people. You have to find a way to close and get off. Like then the more times you can just do that mm-hmm. it's over and over again. So like every hash mark is like meaningful in that way. Just as, you know, straight practice. Like some open mics you don't need to go to, I think, when you're like eight or 10 years in, you're like, oh, okay, I'm not going to get much out of this, yeah. you know, but you'll always get something out of every open mic for the first three years, even mm-hmm. if it's just getting almost bored with it a little bit. Yeah. Because that it's, can be a little bit of a good boredom in a way. You stop being quite so uptight. How many, in how many times did you compete over the summer in the funniest person? How many times were you up on stage here? Uh, three total, I think it was. Including last night or four, including last night? Oh, uh, there was the first night and then the semi so it's only three so you, did, you didn't do the like uh the monday beforehand i did um the first time i found out i would be on because i didn't think that this would go much further that was my next did. question well where was your confidence level in all this uh pretty low to be honest i just kind of figured that i would be out first or second round and not to lose much sleep over it that uh-huh. it was stage time more than anything so that's what I always tell people is like, if you can sign up for the contest, you'll get some stage time. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Yeah. I mean, it's like 250 people enter it, so 249 people aren't going to win. There's still value for those other 249 people. Do you think you made some friends over the over the run this summer? Oh, for sure. In the yeah. Club here? Um, definitely here, um, but then also the different mics that I've gone to. It's You meet a new person and... They've actually been very welcoming in the first... Before I got into it, I was like, oh, they're not going to like me at all. (laughs) For whatever reason, I just didn't have much confidence that people would like my comedy. Okay. I think people are pretty genuinely nice in this scene. Like, uh, there's a lot of people critique, and they know there's... When did the click start, Brian? I think it's gotten a lot less clickish in the last couple of three years. Okay. It's actually, yeah, I think the newer people are a lot more sort of just cool and open, and I don't see it nearly as much of the clickishness as I was a few years ago. Okay. So, yeah, I think it's a, a nicer scene. And there's there's a lot of places you can, like, I put everybody on stage at my open mic. Um, Corey Adam does a really nice job of balancing Sisyphus, and uh, he might have a new mic starting. But he when he can, he always puts everybody up. There's a lot of those mics. Chris Maddox puts everybody up at Grumpy's until it ends after tonight. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Grumpy's. Uh, yeah, I think people are pretty welcoming, and pe- the one that people like hustle. If people see somebody showing up all the time, mm-hmm. it almost doesn't even really matter if they're all that funny at the beginning, because you're like, well, maybe they'll get funny, maybe they won't. But yeah. you love to see the hustle, mm-hmm. and it, it helps if they're funny. <laughs> yeah. But I'd rather see somebody who works really hard and they're really enthusiastic and they're like oh, medium funny than the person who starts off with like some clever lines, but they don't really try very hard. I've seen a lot of those people come and go. When, uh, Brian, when should Aiden start his podcast? <laughs> Last year. Because <laughs> the world needs more podcasts. Do you think Aiden should uh, uh, release a statement on uh, his feelings of Nike and whether he should be boycotting and Colin Kaepernick <laughs> and all that? Christ. The important thing is to get, get political as soon as possible, as much as possible. <laughs> pick sides right away. Firm ground. That'd be good for his career to pick sides? Yeah. Yeah. And have you have you considered uh, being a political comedian, Aiden? Uh, 
No, not at all, really. I mean, I'm into politics and following current events, but... Uh, wow, 19, I couldn't have given two shits about... Let's hit that, Justin. I guess. <laughs> I... I like the comedians like uh, Doug Stanhope where they say something relevant, but it's also funny. Because I've noticed that a lot of political comedians say meaningful things, but don't have a big punch behind it. So, uh-huh. Or even, like, I think what Stanhope does so well is, like, people... People think of political comedy like you're like you got to talk about Trump and Jeff mm-hmm. Sessions and all the buzzwords. People think of it almost like a news monologue, yeah. but Stanhope is talking about the issues that politics are about. But he, he, I, he never yeah. contextualizes it in a, like an electoral kind of framework, which I think is sort of gets kind of boring. Mm-hmm. But you look, he's talking about gun control. He's talking oh, about yeah. school violence. He's talking about all these things. That's why I think he's a great political comedian. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't frame it in the horse race MSNBC versus Fox yeah. thing, which I think is just an unhelpful framework in general. Mm-hmm. So like I, most of the best comedians, I think now Emily Galati does really political comedy that I love. You know, but that's yep. She has great punchlines, mm-hmm. yeah, and a lot of them, yeah. And I think without that, it starts to feel like a lecture. Uh huh. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, how about uh, I on the drive over here? I was flipping through uh, my satellite radio stations, mm-hmm. and on one of the comedy ones. They were doing what's his name, Jeff Dunham. Mm. Oh god! A ventriloquist on the radio. <laughs> That's is, my point. Is, is there a more useless thing? That's my point. When we'll do David Copperfield, it's like, and he's just made the Statue of Liberty disappear. You're like, oh, it's amazing. I'm totally enthralled. <laughs> it was. Uh, it, I, I left it on too. I'm just like, I was like, all right, I want to please make me laugh. I don't think that I don't. Not a fan of that of his act. Like when it's you on. don't like racist puppets, exactly. And that and it was the p- p- what is it. Jalapeno, Jose Jalapeno, or oh some Pepe Pal- Jalapeno, or something like that, and then he just kept going on a stick, on a stick. I'm like, I, oh. this is, a, it's not, oh. it's not working. Oh, I, went, I had a, a friend of mine uh, had a parent pass away a few years ago, and I, I drove down to stay with him and his family for a couple of days till I try to be supportive. And I came in the house, and they were all sitting around, of course, and this parent had just died. Everyone's all happy, and they're trying to like perk their spirits back up, and they're watching like three. Jeff Dunham DVDs in a row. <laughs> and one of the hardest moments of my life was just sitting there and just like, you know what? This is not the time to create comedy. This is not the time to judge people's comedy tastes. These are people that I really care about. I want to be here for their family. But it was hard. Uh-huh. Like, it, it would have been, it was only would have been slightly more difficult if it was like a DVD of my parents having sex and they were all sitting around <laughs> watching it. That would, the only thing that would have been harder to watch. If Jeff Dunham was doing ventriloquism about that, that would be actually the ultimate. Where's his hand? Yeah, I got the, the suicide bomb skeleton doing play-by-play of my parents having sex, which I've done. That would be worse. Uh, I wasn't there, but something like that happened to a friend of mine when we were in high school. Parents were out of town. He was throwing a party. Oh, no. Somebody was like, hey, let's, what's up? what do you think's on this VHS tape? Oh, no. Aiden VHS tapes. Were the, no. Uh, <laughs> somebody popped in the tape, and it was mom and dad going at it. Mm. Oh, that's that's the nightmare. Oh, and I'm not oh. kidding. Yeah, I'm not kidding. And you know his friends wouldn't let him stop the video. <laughs> <laughs> Get your hands away from there. Oh, you know they'd hold him down. Uh-huh, and they make, did. Yeah. Oh, my God. God, uh-huh. that is worse. That is the worst case scenario. Uh-huh. I mean, you just have to kill yourself. <laughs> Maybe you have to kill your parents first. I'm not sure about the order. <laughs> oh, God, that is horrible. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. I wish he was a comedian and I could get him on here to tell that story from his perspective. But I assume he's in some sort of institution now. Yeah, unfortunately, he's locked up and we don't have access. Yeah. No, I don't. He's uh, he's still around, but... Whew. Nobody bounces back from that, 100%. Uh-uh. But of course, then after that, every time we were all over there... Well, no, everybody... Where's the tape? Where's the tape? Oh, God. <laughs> That's so bad. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. I got the shivers from that. That's terrible. Yeah. Even when, even though I didn't see the tape, just the knowing that and then seeing his parents, the, you know, the next time seeing them, it's like, mm, uh-huh. God. Yeah. I wonder if they ever found out. That it was viewed by others? Yeah. What if they left it out on purpose? Oh, maybe that's their thing. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden, uh, this is the ultimate uh, test for you. Who is your favorite football team? Oh, Jesus. I don't watch a whole lot of football. I might as well just say the Broncos because they're on your hat. (laughs) (laughs) Good PR. Wow. Good job. Good job. You could have the correct answer was Vikings, but uh, Broncos is a very. You're throwing them off with a hat. I know. Vikings is a very acceptable answer. I just needed to know to test your, you know, Packer fandom. Oh, no. Most comedians don't watch a lot of sports. Some, are... some do. I mean, you know, Psy, uh, me and John Conroy, we text a lot during football games. Yeah. But, um, yeah, most comedians are not into the sporting. You know what a lot of comedians do? Go to therapy. I uh, literally was at my shrink's office two hours ago. That's, what I'm, that's why I'm saying that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I that's... used to. <laughs> I don't anymore. I didn't think it was helping that much. You've always... oh, you go to my lady. She'll, she'll you, you've already moved on. I have. At 19. Yeah. Now he's a... Uh... I don't think he was a real therapist, to be honest, because now he moved into uh, sound therapy, and he wears a robe, and he bangs around on pots and stuff. Whoa. Yeah. What is that? So I don't think he was ever a real therapist at any point. How did you pay him when you went? Did someone actually pay uh, this guy? my mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, when you're in the basement, they're putting the therapy bill for sure. <laughs> where, where did mom find this guy? It was actually referred by the doctor. Hmm. There's a lot of crackpots out there. But... You gotta yeah. go to Jennifer Rodemonker. She'll set you straight. She's good. Look at you. Oh yeah, I, I, I advertise for her all the time. She's like, you probably shouldn't do that. Patient client confidence. I'm like, I don't care, Doc. Get oh, you, some you more really clients. do. Oh, yeah, no. she's great. No, everybody should go to Je- Jennifer Rodemacher. Then you should eat a Vos Vietnamese. I always promote Vos Vietnamese. Great restaurant, 35th and Lindale. Okay. I'm trying to think what else I like to promote. I used to promote the bookstore I worked at briefly, but then I worked there and they don't like me anymore. So I don't think I should do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they're nice people. I know a thing that you don't that you promote, but uh, negatively. And that's a realtor that works for Remax. Oh, yeah. I'm still, yeah. Let's not use names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She really screwed me over. I, much worse than I even say in the joke. The, I leave out in the joke that my wife had cancer at the time and was like in a, in a hospital bed that I had made for her in our living room. And this lady was showing people, like, showing people the house oh, around God. my wife's like prone radiation zapped body. Unbelievable. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I really probably ruined this woman's career, so I think it... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you caught it last night, but Brian has been saying this woman's uh, name in his act oh. for... <laughs> Uh, only for satire purposes, and I don't say the real name, right, Justin? Yeah. I don't think her Yelp page has been affected, right, Justin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's uh, selling a house uh, a half a block from my ex-wife. Really? And every time I drive by, I make a joke to my kids, like, hey, I should buy that house and live a half a block away, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. 
I yeah. think they had a restraining order out against me at one point. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now uh, my kids know that name. Oh, that's great. That has meaning to my children. That's great. Uh-huh. Well, I, I hope I'm a constant pox upon that woman's life. I hope, I hope every day she wakes up and thinks, I should have just been nice to that one guy. <laughs> he has so much time on his hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do a little. Let's see. We're getting here a little bit. Let's do a little bit more here. I. Uh, the biggest story that I saw, besides in the last couple of days, if you're just if I'm relying on Twitter, besides mm-hmm. Nike, it would be the uh, shaming of uh, Jeffrey. I can't think of his name. The guy who was on. Oh yeah, uh, Elvin from the Cosby Show. Jeffrey, yeah. G- not Jeffrey Jones. That's uh, the guy from uh, Beetlejuice. But yeah, um, my pal Bill Corbett went to college with that guy, Jeffrey Owens, I think. Jeffrey Owens. Yeah. Yes, Jeffrey Owens. Who I loved Owens. on Cosby. Uh-huh. He's the, by the way, I remember when the whole Cosby thing happened, thinking about like, obviously, this is not the number one concern, obviously. But down the list of concerns, after you've hit the obvious, all the victimization, all the horrible shit that he did, the people who got, some people who got screwed out of that like third hand were people like Jeffrey Owens who were getting residual checks off all those shows that dried up. But like. Because they yanked him immediately. Yeah, Cosby yeah. don't need no residual. Checks. No. Felicia Rashad's doing fine or whatever. Yeah. But those like second tier cast members, like whoever the guy was that played uh, Denise's husband who was in the Navy, like there was a lot of people on that show who were probably getting mailbox money off that show for a long time and they didn't do nothing wrong. Right. They're just regular actors. And, and you've got to think at that point, like, well, we're going to keep getting this money forever. Yeah. You know, it's the most famous sitcom from a whole decade. And then all of a sudden it vanishes without a trace, understandably and rightly. Mm-hmm. But it does it does wind up also like very second, third hand, hurting people, you know, like this Jeffrey Owens guy is just a hardworking actor. Yeah, sure. You know? It's not unlike, uh, you know, Roseanne opening her mouth and uh, screwing a bunch of people. But she was screwed over Johnny Galecki, who was already making <laughs> Sarah Gilbert. I mean, what, it's true. It is true. But like, you not know, all of them, though. Yeah. I don't worry about the main cast members. But, yeah, those people, you know, those lower down on the rungs. That's, you know, if you're on a big sitcom like that, you're back in the day. You're counting on that to keep money flowing for a long time. Yeah. And so I'm curious, when you first saw that story posted, whenever you saw it for the first time, what mm-hmm. was your reaction? If somebody posting a picture of a guy who was famous on a famous TV show, now working at Trader Joe's. Uh, I, I, my first thought was, it's funny that we would like demonize this guy or, or and try to shame him in any way, where it's like, he, most actors wind up working at Trader Joe's. The difference is they're not on a show in between. Mm-hmm. Most comedians, most comedians, literally the vast majority of them wind up, you know, being a realtor, an ad guy, whatever, and they never get the thing. Mm-hmm. So if you get the thing and you have the thing for a while and then you have to go back to a slightly more sort of normal life, you're still a winner, right? You still had all those years where you didn't have to do that. Yeah. And now you're doing it a little bit. Yeah. And so I just thought it was funny, like. Who cares, you know? And then the other funny thing is, by the way, look up the guy's IMDb resume. He's worked. He's oh, recently yeah. a lot. He's in a lot of very prominent shows, but New York is incredibly expensive. And so he probably can't just think like, well, my Law & Order SVU check will be enough to get me through the year. Right, right. Because he's still on – He's he has an acting resume even in the last 10 years that most people would be fairly happy with. Oh, yeah. I saw one of the, like, Divorce, a show that's currently on. Oh, yeah, he's he, in a bunch of shows. Yeah. And he'll, he will probably have a little renaissance out of this. Well, did you see that Tyler Perry offered him a yeah. role? Yeah. 
Yeah. I saw, no, uh, I saw somebody made, was it Sam Morrill or somebody made a joke was like, <laughs> pretending they were him like <laughs> saw the script gonna pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. But no, no I mean hope he does have a little a little renaissance out of that because um, he, you know he's a working actor he's never stopped working mm-hmm. and people have ebbs and flows people have you know there's certain people that you think of like John Travolta huge star now he's, he's come back like three times yeah. but there was a period where it was like he was a joke he was in like look who's talking five yeah. straight to VHS mm-hmm. you know he was about a day and a half away from working in Trader Joe's yeah uh, really you know and if you know, Gabe Kaplan screws up his sweat hog money you know Gabe Kaplan pinches a couple of secretaries and he stops getting that uh, welcome back Cotter money you know now he's a Trader Joe's but then boom he's in Pulp Fiction and now he's this this big guy yeah so completely. the nature of most famous people's careers is to have some pretty low lows mm-hmm. so you know if you when you look at the scope of Jeffrey Owens's career by the end you know he had a little uh, not that low low probably right right do you know? Have you ever watched the Cosby Show? Do you even know? No. You literally can't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's like literally. It would be like it would be like trying to find like an old Tracy Lords porn from when she was like underage or something. You know, you're like, no, nah, we don't we don't sell those tapes anymore, son. <laughs> that shit is banned. You need to know a guy that knows a guy that made <laughs> yeah, their I own copy. Knows a guy, yeah. It was like getting to get the Pam Anderson sex tape in 1995. You know, you can just buy it. So great! No, you literally—the Cosby Show has been like deleted from the cultural record. Yeah, uh huh. Effectively, <laughs> and again, I'm not—you know—for better and worse. Uh, it's <laughs> funny because I still—I know somewhere in a box in my home, I still have VHS tapes where I was recording, you know, shit I wanted to watch. Sure. And I bet there's some with like old episodes of Beverly Hills 90210 and 21 Jump Street and crap like mm-hmm. that, like. I don't need to. That's all exists. I don't need that. Even if even if it does exist, I don't need to go back to that. But sometimes it goes away. But but that's yeah. But sometimes it goes away, and that my VHS tape with an episode of Booker might be worth something to someone. It might be. <laughs> if it's worth something to you, it's worth something. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh Aiden, do you have any questions for Brian at all? As a young comedian, to somebody who's been in it a little. While? I don't know. He gave some good advice in the beginning, and I've been soaking it all in. That's good. Yesterday and today. So right on. What is? Uh, do you have anything booked now? What's you just won a contest? What do you? What do you have next? Nothing. <laughs> Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Yeah. Honestly, I, 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 it has happened before that people have won the contest and then used it as a springboard to get a bunch of bookings they weren't really ready for. And that's one of those things where it's like it, it, sometimes just the the right thing at the wrong time can be a bit of a stumbling block because it doesn't mean the person isn't capable of it. But sometimes right. people are like, hey, you won the contest. Do 30, kid. And you're like, ah, yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. So like, I would say don't get uh, – don't, uh, you know, don't rush to mm-hmm. get paid. Just do a lot of sets. Yeah. Because you've been doing it for six months. You know? mm-hmm. Most people don't get paid till at least a year, year and a half in. I, I just thought of something. Even I wanna, a little bit. I want to ask both of you guys before, and maybe we've talked about this before, Brian. But before hitting a stage and telling jokes in front of you know people you don't know, in front of strangers, and what was your experience in front of in a crowd with oh, a yeah. mic, an audience? You ever do like high school theater or anything like that? Oh no, nothing. I, nope. I. You seem like a fairly introverted dude. Yeah, I am for the most part. Uh, I liked giving school presentations. Because I would add underhanded things in there that, yep. that the teacher, a lot of the times they wouldn't want me to do the talking. They would want somebody else because they knew that if I took the presentation that they wouldn't like what came up. <laughs> yeah, wow. I've been there before. Cool. Very cool. I did like theater and stuff because I wanted to do stand up. 
but you know there was not like an opportunity for it so like you would sort of ad lib here and there yeah. in the play which they really don't like you to do in high school but <laughs> I did it anyway but yeah I did like speech team and stuff where you were like oh, I was like half doing comedy mm-hmm. you could be do a funny speech but, like, I remember writing the first one, and it was, like, stand-up, and they were like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what we're looking for here. Mm-hmm. Um, got everything ahead of you, man. Yeah, I'm excited. It's got to be an exciting Unless you get time. hit by a bus tomorrow, in which case it's been a good run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, yeah, count your blessings. It could, it could be taken away at any moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is nice at that part. I, I, was, I was kind of it's, it, it was kind of nostalgic for that part of a comedy when you just start, and you're literally you're like, well, no one expects anything out of me. Yeah. I'm just writing these jokes, and we'll see what happens, you know? Like, yeah, every possibility is a possibility. Yeah. Uh, I do have one. I think I got one more question for mm-hmm. you here, Aiden. If uh, was there ever a time, like when you when you, last year when you were going to college and failing? Uh, yeah. Did you have an idea of what you wanted to do that wasn't comedy? What did you fail at specifically? Uh, I went and uh, I told my dad that I wanted to go into writing. He okay. Said there's no money there on a two-year degree so i went into business and absolutely hated it and okay. just stopped showing up to classes but never went back in to cancel it at all so it just kept going and it was like all right well whatever that should be point. a sign you shouldn't be in business first off yeah. but also i love the idea that's like <laughs> there's no money in writing and a two-year degree but people love guys with a two-year business degree from a junior college yeah. that's shooting to the top of wall street kid uh-huh. like i don't know that yeah. that works that way either yeah. you'll be buying google at any day yeah yeah but you can make some money in writing yeah from the sounds of it yeah what uh some that's a key phrase not a lot <laughs> I read Brian. I read. Speaking of writing, I read your review of a movie um, that looks really good. Sorry to bother you. Best yeah. movie of the year is yeah. it? Yeah, the best movie of the year. Really? I didn't I know anything it. about it until I read your thing, and then I watched the preview and the it's trailer. Amazing. It looks. Everybody really good. should go see Sorry to Bother You. It's a. It's the best movie of the year. I don't think anything will beat it. Boots Riley, first movie. He's from the hip hop group The Coup. Um, yeah, it's incredible. It's. I just saw the new Spike Lee movie, Black Klansman, also very good. Very different movies, but I was just like, man, like S- Boots is kind of like the old has the feeling of old Spike, where he like Spike is like this esteemed like filmmaker who's like got these like serious chops, and Boots still feels rawer. But like when Spike to do the right thing, and you're just like, ooh, this guy's like right on that edge, you know? It's it's really impressive stuff. Okay, it's really funny. Lakeith Stanfield is a star. Yeah, from Atlanta, he's mm-hmm. great. Yep. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Very good. Very See Black Landsman too. It's also good, but sorry to bother you. I liked even better than Infinity War, which is a weird comparison. Yeah. <laughs> They're very different movies. You're the only one making that comparison. Yeah. Hereditary is also great. That's See Hereditary. S- one of the scariest movies. It's a scary one, right? Very scary. Okay. Find out nothing about it. See it. Turn the lights off. Be scared. Okay. Okay. But see Sorry to Bother You above all. It's um crazy. You've never seen a movie like it. Awesome. Awesome too. I'll take that advice. But also read my reviews at City Pages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good, uh, yeah. yeah. That's what I was hoping, is you would promote that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Social media. Where are you guys? Who's I know Brian. I mean, I follow you everywhere. At real Brian Miller. Yeah. And you're really you're really funny on Twitter. Your your tweet about Batman, I think, is up to like eighty eight thousand likes or something like that. Well, it's that. actually gone down by a bunch. I never. I only have one tweet that's ever gone like that viral. And I think at this peak, it was like ninety one thousand likes and. 
It was like 91,000 likes and 48,000 retweets or something like that. And then over the course of like gone, six months, it's gone down by about 2,000. It goes back, though. Yeah, it goes up and down. But yeah. like, I think when you have a tweet that, even a tweet that goes medium big, you get some bots and some weird oh, like yeah. things that are like auto-liking auto things. And so when it goes viral enough and enough people hit it, all those bots jump onto it and then all the bots peel off. Uh-huh. But I would never would have thought of that in a million years. I thought like once yeah. you got a like, you you got That's it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. this is yeah, no, it's gone down by yeah, probably fifteen hundred likes or so. Weird, out of you know ninety one thousand or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. It's weird to see that thing. It just always pops up in my timeline, here and there. That's so cool. Yeah, and it's a great tweet. Oh, Super thank you. Funny. Um, <laughs> So you mainly focus on Twitter, you would say, as far as social media? Yeah, I'm not a very great social media person. I try to put some new jokes up on uh, YouTube every now and then. And I post them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, But yeah, I'm not a great social promoter. I don't know. I wouldn't have any social media if it wasn't for comedy. Sure. I if I I kind of feel that way too. I'm not a comedian, but I have a podcast, comedy podcast to promote. And if it wasn't for that, I'm not sure I would be anymore either. Honestly, if I didn't do comedy, people would probably never see me. I would basically <laughs> live in a cabin somewhere. Uh huh. How about you, Aiden? Social media as a 19 year old? Let me see. You, you you probably have like six Snapchat uh, no accounts. I'm the exact same way. Like I was about to delete my Facebook, and then I got into comedy, and all of the comedians are like, "Are you on Facebook?" Okay. So. You, I use it as an email just oh, because yeah. so many people just it's just an easy way to contact mm-hmm. you you know yeah. and so I, I keep my profile up for that I promote yeah. my open mic and stuff and there's like shows here mm-hmm. but um, but it's really I get bookings out of it a lot of times because oh, people really? are they're just like oh I saw you on this thing or I, you, you did a corporate and I kind of remember your name mm-hmm. so then I found you on Facebook you want to do this other thing for yeah. 500 bucks or whatever so like I, it's invaluable just to have that open line mm-hmm. I just don't spend any time on it no but you can just I. not spend time on it mm-hmm. you know and that's like totally your choice I've got a, a Facebook and an Instagram, but I don't use Twitter. I've got one, but it's oh, you do. Not Instagram posted. is better. Twitter, I think. Oh yeah, I just don't. Is. I don't know. I just my camera, my phone was broke when I was getting social media, and so it was all oh, photo based, yeah. and I just never got on it. And now I have a camera, but I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight, Brian, you got one more show headlining yep. here. Yep. And then no more contest. Contest is done. Contest is over, contest which I'm sure the staff is delighted about. <laughs> I remember because when you MC here, you know, you work like once every six weeks. And so you'd work maybe three, four weeks of the contest. The first week, you're like, yeah, this is so fun. All these new people are in here and there's great energy. And it's so awesome. And by the third week, you're like, oh, my God, there's always new people in here. Yeah. The shows are going longer. <laughs> yeah. like, it's a lot more like, uh, I'm sure, especially for the staff, it's just a lot more like kind of clerical work. More people to wrangle. Oh, for sure. You know. There's also the thing of, uh, I mean, I'm sure, I know you've seen it. Their, their friend performs, then they leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. that happens. Yep. Yeah. Which I always think is weird because you're like, well, this is a good professional show, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's not like it's an open mic where I see why people leave the open mic when their friend's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like, you know, you'll get, like, free tickets to see big-time comics, you know? You're like, you just going to see Ryan Hamilton for free. You should take that advantage. Mm-hmm. Who's here next week? I know. One of my absolute favorite comics of all time. Me too. And one of my favorite people. He's so great. Yeah. His special on Netflix is one of the best I've ever watched. Fantastic. He and Gary Goldman's specials are just the two of the best right now. Uh, Ryan Hamilton's joke, and I'm going to bring this up to him next week, and maybe I have in the past, but when he does a joke about losing his breath, (laughs) I lose my breath. It's so (laughs) fucking funny. He's so great. So funny. Yeah. Oh, so good. So what are you at? What's next for you, Brian? Doing a corporate in Grand Rapids, Minnesota next uh, week. And then uh, I'm doing, I don't know what I have on the books. I have some stuff kind of scattered here and there. I don't have any dates back here quite yet. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm picking up, doing a lot of corporates in the last uh, 
last part of the year. Happy to be booked. You, you picking up on that, Aiden? Booking? Corporates. Yeah. That, well, is it you're young enough? You can do colleges. I, I I realize I've hit the point where if I do a college gig, I can still do it, but it's kind of hard to relate. I'm kind of old. But if I do what? A cor- oh yeah, are you kidding me? I, I've been married for eleven years. You know, I, I don't I haven't dated. I've never dated with a social media profile. Yeah, I, I really, yeah, I mean, I'm 37. Yeah, I'm, pr- yeah. I'm pretty far away from a 20 year old's experience. Yeah. Is, but, he, is he an old man? To, to you, do you consider him an old man? How old are you again? 37. No. Not that old. <laughs> I feel old. But when I do a corporate, I'm the whippersnapper. Oh, I'm, sure. I'm really young for a corporate comic. So I kind of like to steer into that, personally. I, I just, I, I don't know, maybe it's just pure laziness, but you kind of, you know, mm-hmm. it seem a little fresher. Yeah. I saw, uh, I want to bring this up, I saw one of the articles that was written about you today, mm-hmm. Aiden. Uh, it said that you were doing some of the same jokes you did here last night. You've done, like, at coffee shops where people yeah. have left kind of offended, correct? Yeah, they, it was a thing where... It was almost too socially adept to... So they weren't listening, but they caught up on, like, the worst parts that you can come into the jokes at. And then she got on stage after I got out... I went outside and was hanging out with this other dude, and she went up and just talked about how it's not cool to make fun of people on stage for three minutes and just went on and ragged on me ironically so it's very what hypocritical i, I hate yeah. when people do that too they hear like the buzzword if you're it's like if you're like oh you know what's really terrible is racism like i heard him say he's talking about racism yeah. and you're like he said it's terrible yeah what 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 topic was I'm, i mean i saw your set i can't even think it was the home the, she caught the tail end where oh the homeless just, guy thing yep, yeah yeah, yeah. It just sounds but, like people are adopting homeless people yeah no, that, okay. That may, I guess I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I got um, uh, not invited back to a, a gig that I was doing on the reg because someone said that I was racist because I used the word poquito on stage and she thought I was making fun of Mexican people. Oh, arguably, my. the people who find racism in things are the most racist people. Absolutely, because... yeah. And by the way, uh, it was a white lady. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so was very much not that. a Mexican yeah. person. Yeah, but literally I used a Spanish word. I just like the. F- I've always liked. I use a lot of foreign words in my uh, in my act. I like you know I like words. <laughs> I like the word poquito poquito. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good amount to like it. <laughs> yeah. It just seemed funnier to me than saying little in that moment. I don't know. Yeah, it, it wasn't about anything. Uh-huh. But yeah, white lady. Her Twitter background was a West Wing cast photo. Oh, yeah. oh my. Yeah. Oh. She's a warrior for the people. <laughs> Watch out for that, Aiden. Uh, I think they did it. I think we I think we covered it, huh? All right. Anything else you All guys right. want to mention? No. Red Menace every Tuesday night. If you're not if you're not uh coming to Acme on Tuesday and you, you don't have any you don't have quite enough money to I think you can usually get in here pretty well on Tuesday. They uh they got some college deals, but if you can't, go to Red Menace. Mm-hmm. Actually Red Menace starts after Acme, so you really can go see the whole act here and then you can go see the up and comers. Oh, down the that, street. What time does that start? For About you? nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, eight forty-five. Nine depends on how how on the stick I am. Uh, right on. Yeah, and you have a spot for Aiden if he shows up. Oh yeah, we put everybody up. But you should definitely oh, come for down. sure. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no, we we put everybody up. That's the Red Menace promise. <laughs> it's communist open mic. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thank you guys. I was really excited about uh, to do this show. We put it together, uh, you know, last night because Brian, obviously, you're one. Of, you're one of the best podcast thank guests, you. and I'm also very accessible. <laughs> and you're also very accessible. I, I live really close. Mm-hmm. I'm easy to get here. No, I really I do Bob show every Wednesday, so I'm always like, you come over after Bob's. Yeah, no. So I really appreciate it. Happy to be doing this. And Aiden, I, like I said, oh, man, we've never done this before me. with yeah. the winner. So I hope this was good for you. Learn. 
a couple things and get your name out there, right? Absolutely. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think next year now they should put this into the whole uh, you know prize package where they list the parents oh. on, no, and yeah. then make this the grand prize and then oh, and you get a thousand dollars. Thank you guys. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks, buddy. See you next time. Boom.